0: Good
2: afternoon and welcome into this Monday, January 16th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons. A family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Buenegger, Zalini and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us as we start uh, start the show. Uh, talking EPAC hoops, the game we had on Friday night was Hedgesville hosting Martinsburg, and uh, it was uh, an interesting lineup that Coach Kelly Church put out there for the Eagles. Uh, a starting lineup that saw a player that had started the previous game. You had said Nick, but uh, or the previous game we called, but not most recently, and that being Stephon Barkley, the former Martinsburg player. But Hedgesville goes on a win by fifteen fifty seven forty two, which was of the three pack games that occurred, the closest game. Yeah. My fault.
3: It was a uh, weird game in terms of it never really felt like Martinsburg had much of a chance. Uh, they got off to a very slow start. Hedgesville led the game 8 0, and then eventually went on to take a, I believe it was 17 6
2: after the first quarter. 17 7? So. Okay. Well, whichever and then it was. But. 30 to 19 at the half. Right. So it, it wasn't really ever very
3: close. It was a much better second quarter for the Bulldogs than the first, but I mean Hedgesville really kinda dominated the game, even though it didn't seem like they were necessarily clicking at at their best rates offensively. Um, but, you know, they kinda really dominated the glass. Barkley had a really good game, so that was a good decision to start him. He played great on the defensive end, kept Avion Blackwood in check. Uh, Laquay Clark was dealing with an illness, so they didn't really have their two-top scorers for Martinsburg be uh, much of an impact on the court. And then we saw some good things, I thought, from uh, the Hedgesville defense and and how they were able to close the game as well. They really started to pick it up offensively and get their balance toward the end. So, good win for the Eagles, uh, but like I said, Martinsburg really never threatened in the game, so it didn't go how we expected it to. We thought it would be close for at least the majority of it, but ended up being pretty much Hedgesville from start to finish.
4: Yeah, it was surprising that it just seemed like Martinsburg didn't really play with any intensity, which is something that you would expect from a rivalry game, that both sides come out, emotions are high, and they go at it. But as Nick just said, they kind of let Hedgesville just – carry the entire game the pace of the game the outcome was all dominated by Hedgesville and kind of expected it a little bit but at the same time when it's a conference game and such a big rivalry between Hedgesville and Martinsburg you thought maybe Martinsburg could hang around a little bit more kind of like what they did against Jefferson, in which they actually led at the half, but th- this time around against Hedgesville, you never felt like Martinsburg was truly in the game or had a chance to maybe come back in the game because they never really went on any big runs, too.
3: Yeah, Jackson West had a nice effort out there. Uh, he did some good things on the glass. So the Eagles continued to you know get those offensive rebounds. And Martinsburg's got to get better on the defensive end and get better on the rebounding side, um, you know, moving forward. Uh, Now, their offense really didn't click at all the other night, but for the most part, it's been pretty good in the games we've seen. It's just they haven't been great on the defensive side. So I think they just got to get a little bit tougher, and a lot of that comes with them being, I think, a young team. Um, You know, you're learning, so defense is usually an effort thing, but it's also sometimes, you know, just being a little bit outmatched against the high-powered Hedgesville offense. So um, I think as the year goes on, we'll see better defensive stuff from the Bulldogs, but right now I think that's what's kind of holding them back. I mean, obviously the other night they didn't really perform offensively either, but I think in in the majority of the games, just too many easy baskets underneath and too many second-chance opportunities for teams.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know when you look at uh, where things are shaping out right now for Martinsburg, four and six on the season, zero and three in the conference to start things out. Looking at Hedgesville, they're ten and two and three and zero in the conference. Uh, let's hear Collins' post-game interview on the court with head coach Kelly Church. Now on the court with head coach Kelly Church. We'll turn it over to Colin. Thank you, Spencer and Nick, down here with. The victorious
4: head coach Kelly Church. Coach Church, congrats on the win. Your defense outstanding tonight, only allowing 19 and half one, 23 and half two. Just talk about their performance on the defensive end.
5: Well, you know, again, they have uh, they have certain players that are so so talented. Um, you know, they, you have to make sure you know your personnel. We did a better job of that in the first half. Actually, we did the second half. We got a little bit of a lead, and, and I, I love our kids, but, man, sometimes they want to just go. They want to just go, so we start gambling and doing some things defensively that aren't indicative of who we want to be, So, but overall, extremely proud of our guys, um, You know, and any time you're playing Martinsburg High School in a basketball game, you're able to get a win. You need to be proud.
4: Then offensively, really, just attacking and going into the paint, it seemed to be like an emphasis and successful tonight for your team too just talk about the performance offensively for your squad
5: hey you, you got to play downhill we, we have some kids that can shoot the ball and when you have wide open threes you know as long as it's within the offense that's one thing shooting quick threes against Martinsburg isn't a good idea that lets them play fast lets them get out and run you know we saw that in the in the jefferson game they were able to get out early and so you know, we try to control the tempo as best we can. But, again, we're not going to play complacently. We, complacently. we have some kids who can play downhill. Uh, you know, so we, we made that an emphasis as well.
4: Your team now improves to 10-2. and two. What, would, what should we be most excited about for the rest of the year from your Eagles?
5: <laughs> Shoot, man. I learned this. Uh, Jerry Wainwright, who is uh, one, one of my best friends, I consider him family. Uh, it's a long, long journey. You better make sure your highs aren't too high and your lows aren't too low one day at a time i hope we're better today than we were yesterday and i hope we're better after practice tomorrow morning than we were today
4: all right thank you coach church again congrats on the win
5: thank you very much and i appreciate you guys being here thank you very much have a good night coach back up to you spencer nick
2: that was colin with head coach for the edgesville eagles kelly church and you know look at the eagle schedule this week it's going to be a busy one for them they've got a game tomorrow at jefferson and they're going to go two Spring Mills on Friday. So two big EPAC games this week, and then they're going to host D.C. International at home for a uh, obviously a non-conference game on Saturday. Uh, so it's a three-game week for them. Um, and looking to this Martinsburg team, they're now 4-6, and 0-3, oh as I mentioned. Uh, they play Broadfording tonight at Broadfording. Tomorrow they're at Washington, and then Friday they're at Musselman, and then Saturday they are home against Morgantown. Um, but uh, it's a big week for both both squads
3: yeah I mean talk about some tough games for Hedgesville Jefferson I mean
2: I think we're going to find out the, the EPAC this week kind of the, half, the halfway through the season to an extent yeah. yeah
3: I mean there's a lot of basketball still left to be played but we'll have a better idea I guess how competitive things will be if there are going to realistically be two wide open spots or if Jefferson you know is able to just destroy Hedgesville or something and then it still looks a lot like last year then it certainly indicates that that may not be the case but I mean I think based on what we've seen so far that should be a really good game and uh will give us a, a great you know playoffs once we get to that time as well but um you know it's definitely an exciting week Martinsburg's got some good challenges in there with Morgantown obviously so uh, you know some winnable games coming up for the Bulldogs against Broadfording, Washington. So they can clean up some things and then have that big challenge against Morgantown. Uh, things will be looking better for the Dogs. Musselman's a winnable game too. It, it could really go either way. So should be a good week of EPAC basketball, like we expect every week.
2: Yes, and uh, looking over now, Musselman and Spring Mills. Spring Mills has got cruise sixty-six to thirty-eight. Uh, with Keyshawn Cheek back in the lineup. Um, Musselman then on Saturday, or excuse me, Hedges, or, uh, Spring, Spring, Mills. Mills, Spring Mills. Got everything all into one thing here. Spring Mills on Saturday. Uh, fell to Greenbrier East by 22, 64-42. Uh, after beating Greenbrier East to begin the season in the second game of the year, sixty-nine, sixty-three. So So uh, that is kind of interesting. I don't know. It might have been the travel, maybe, that got him. I don't know.
4: But Yeah, it's surprising after we saw that win. We were yeah. there. Uh, Max Anderson was able to defensively do really well, face guard uh, Greenbrier East's best player. Maybe something different happened this time around, or maybe it was because they played back-to-back, but still uh, not too worried about this team. They just got to refocus for a big week themselves in the uh, EPAC this week.
2: Yeah, No. Well, well, Spring Mills, they don't have a really big week this week, actually. They have a slow week. They just have one game this Friday against Hedgesville. A big week. Next it's week, though. Big game. Next week, though, will be a big week for them. Uh, they'll have Jefferson and then University. Uh, non-conference play, obviously, there with the University. But that's a big game to see where they are in the state because yeah. they want to be a top yeah. contending team still, in the state. But still,
4: this week is a big week because it's a section game.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's Hedgesville. So, I mean, yeah. that's a good rivalry there and – uh yeah, it was definitely surprising that they – not so much that they lost to the Greenbrier East, but that it wasn't that close yeah, after that, yeah. what we had saw earlier in the season. But we also do know that this team, if they get into foul trouble, they don't have a ton of death. I mean, I think their death is better this year than it was last year. But still, that could have played a factor. We're just playing the back-to-backs. It's a young team still, so they're going to have those kind of moments at times. Um, but – Greenbrier East is a quality team, so losing to them isn't something to be ashamed of if you're Spring Mills. But I think the way they lost definitely puts a bad taste in your mouth heading into this Hedgesville game.
2: Yeah, not a single player uh, scored in double figures on Saturday. Eight points yeah. for Caleb Thomas. Eight points for Caleb Robinson. Eight points for Max Anderson. Eight points for Jalen Franklin. Five points for Keyshawn Cheek. Three for Austin Davis and Two for DJ Bordley. So when yeah, you sometimes can't get you just
3: don't shoot the ball yeah. well.
2: Yeah, when yeah, you habits. can't get into into double figures, it's not going to be a great day for you when you're playing of another another top team in the state. But uh, nonetheless, Spring Mills right now sitting at 9 and 2 and 3 and 0 in the EPac. Musselman falls to 2 and 7 and uh let me just double check this here. They have not won a conference game. So they are now 0 and 3 in the EPac. So it's we got we have 3 3 and 0 teams and 3 0 and 3 teams. Yeah, so far in the EPAC, which is going to be interesting, and a lot of those teams play each other this week, so that time will tell for that. Uh, looking at Musselman's schedule this week, they go. I think they're actually off this whole week, except for they have Martinsburg on Friday. They don't have any non-conference games this week, so they'll play Martin. They'll host Martinsburg Friday, but that's it for them this week. And then now looking at Jefferson and Washington. Jefferson obviously gets the win over Washington there. As I said, we had three 3-0 teams and three 0-3 teams in the conference, 84-52 in that one. Uh, Six and three on the year for Jefferson and Washington now currently sitting at two and 0-3 in the EPAC. Uh, Looking at this Jefferson team, obviously we mentioned that they've got a matchup against Hedgesville tomorrow. That's a big one. They'll be at St. James on Saturday. Um, but uh, that's going to be a big matchup tomorrow, guys.
4: Yeah, it should be an exciting one. Those are two of the uh, top three teams that we've been trying to keep an eye on throughout the season in the EPAC, and we said that whenever they go up against each other, it's going to mean a lot because you want to be the number one seed come regional, and that's a great start is if you can beat the other two that are in the argument.
2: Yeah, and uh, when you look at this Washington team, Uh, This week, they'll face Martinsburg tomorrow. Obviously, kind of Martinsburg would be favored in this one if you look at it that way. Then Friday, they're at Greenbrier West. Then they stay down there in the Greenbrier in the Lewisburg area. And then they face Greenbrier East on Saturday. So a double dip down against Greenbrier West and Greenbrier East, which will be interesting. I think you could go one and one on that trip, and that would be favorable for them.
4: Yeah i'm just trying to think about tomorrow's game if martinsburg can play better defense than what we saw friday i think they should be able to cruise but i wouldn't be surprised if washington puts up a good fight
3: yeah potentially and i think Musselman could give a good fight against yeah. the bulldogs too so right now it's you know he's going to establish himself as that fourth team and then whoever does end up taking that spot is the fourth best team in the epac based on record um can they contend with these other three teams and pull off some upsets down the stretch? Or is it just going to be about really who's making it as the second team between Jefferson, Hedgesville, and Spring Mills? Or will we see a fourth team kind of throw their name in the hat and be competitive enough to knock off one of those teams? I think that's going to be interesting to see. It appears Martinsburg could potentially do that, but they are 0-3 in the conference. So even though they've been, they've been close at times, against the uh, other EPAC schools, they haven't pulled off a win yet. So, Yeah, that will be.
4: And their own threes against those top three teams. Right, So yeah. it, that kind of puts me in the conversation that there's nobody right now that can compete with those top three teams other than the top three. I don't think we're going to see a fourth team that could be a spoiler this year.
3: But we could see it down the stretch. You never I know, know there's it's still a period. lot. There's a lot of basketball left to be played, so I think that's going to be the interesting storyline moving forward in the EPAC.
2: Will be the interesting story, and let's switch over to girls here quickly. Martinsburg beat Elkins 44 to 38 on Friday and then fell to Winfield 33 to 30 Saturday. Washington fell to Winfield 49 to 40 on Friday and fell to North Marion 68 to 28 Saturday. Uh, That was down at the uh, East Fairmont Classic, I believe. And then Hedgesville got its first win of the season. Lady Eagles beat Union. 34-26. Thirty-four to twenty-six. They're now get their first win under head coach Matt Faircloth, and have another very winnable game tomorrow uh, when they host Berkeley Springs.
4: Should be a fun one. So, congrats could, on them for the first win.
2: Could see two wins in a row. Yeah. Then they'll have to face Spring Mills on Thursday, which can be, be a tough one. Which will be tough for them. Uh, we'll have Washington Girls at Martinsburg Girls tomorrow, which uh, should be a good contest, Colin
4: yeah i'm looking forward to it they should be uh two very competitive teams uh we got to see martinsburg first time uh last week at a win against hedgesville at home we haven't got to see washington girls yet so it'll be fun to finally get to see how they're looking this year because last year they were a few free throws away from being in the state tournament right mary rivera with the tie game, just unfortunately wasn't able to knock them down and then lost in overtime to Spring Mills, but they still got her back this year. She's still a very young, talented team in Washington that has been a little inconsistent at times this year from what we've seen in results, but I still think is a team that could compete come regionals.
3: It should be a pretty good game. Uh, Two teams that I think could be contenders to come out. Uh, is the second team following spring mills so i think it should be interesting
2: yeah Yeah. stay tuned for that but that will do it for our first segment of the sports mix today brought to you in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online they'll deliver it to you if you don't like it they'll take it back go to hagerstownford.com for more on their side of the break we'll talk some college hoops whoa west virginia are you scared colin Yes. All right, we'll talk about that. Plus, Shepard goes 1-1 one one at Bloomsburg. Talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR
1: and T. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details.
5: Ever try to collect on an insurance claim, perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion for Eddie, when you need justice.
2: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you in West Virginia Falls now to 10 and 7. Oh, and is it 5 or 6? Uh, 5. 0 oh, and 5 in the Big 12. 77-76, excuse me, to Oklahoma Saturday. And what uh, was that? The stat that came out Saturday? Yeah, the Mountaineers went 8 for 16 from the charity stripe. You make two more of those and you win.
4: Yeah, it, it's a pathetic performance yet again by WVU, and the free throws were the difference in that stat that you were just mentioning. Can't remember the exact number. For some reason, I'm thinking it's 53, maybe something, or is way higher. I know. Was well, that
2: the stat that, trying that to pull I put up you? right
4: now? But yes, That's they nothing. are leading the entire nation in missed free throws in Division One basketball and you got to make free throws if you want to win games, right? It's as simple as that. So it's frustrating another loss that a game that WVU could have won, but obviously there were other things that went wrong for WVU. They never led in the game. Uh, In the end, Eric Stevenson made another boneheaded mistake, forcing up a horrible three with plenty of time left, and that frustrates you because it, It's been done now back-to-back games where they're taking a bad shot when they had plenty of time to get a better shot potentially to win the game. And now you're sitting at 0-5 in the conference and looking down the schedule and truly wondering when will West Virginia win a conference game. And other than maybe Texas Tech, who's also 0-5 in the conference, but that's two games away.
3: Yeah, TCU and Texas, who are both ranked teams, Now you do get those games at home, and it does seem like WVU at least has the ability to play close games. They're not really getting blown out. Uh, They did have the double-digit loss to Kansas, but every every other game has been pretty close, so they've been in these games. They just haven't been able to find a way to win, and a lot of that probably has to do with the free throw shooting. So um, that's something you definitely got to improve on. It's tough to imagine, too, that the crowd will be super into it with the way this team has played, so, um, you know, it's definitely some disappointing losses continuing for the Mountaineers, especially in some games that you feel like you could have won, uh, and like we said, or like you just said, Colin, you know, it's not looking super easy from here on, or it doesn't get any easier, I guess I should say, with the TCU-Texas coming up, Texas Tech is a winnable game, but you have to go on the road for that one. Yeah, and, and that's then, the only
4: non-ranked team that yeah. you play this month.
3: All right, I got and the then got And then you had Auburn and TCU to finish the, the month of January, so it's not a favorable schedule really for WVU no. at all.
2: 56 missed free throws by West Virginia in five Big 12 games, the close. most in Division One. I, I said 53, so I was three off. But. That is just absurd.
4: It is. It mm-hmm. is a wvu team bob huggins team whatever you want to say it always seems like can never make three throws but i feel like it's never truly been this bad it's something as spencer just said they're leading the entire country with now 56 misses in big 12 play and when you're looking at games all other than kansas that you were in and could have potentially won it's frustrating you could be Maybe sitting at 4-1, and 3-2, and two, realistically, if things Even as simple 500? as making free throws would happen.
3: Well, not 500 happen. because of five games, but...
4: Yeah, so it won't get any easier. This team just needs to get out of their own heads and come together, maybe have a team meeting. I, I don't know what's going on.
2: They got ranked teams coming in back-to-back. Back.
4: Yeah, we just said the only non-ranked team this month left on the schedule is Texas Tech.
2: Yeah, but they'll play Wednesday, 7 p.m., hosting number 17 TCU. Saturday, they host number 10, Texas. Uh, Wednesday's game, 7 p.m., 6 p.m. You can tune into it for the Mountaineer Sports Network. Uh, let's transition now to Shepard. They went one and one men's and women's. M- men's get the win at Bloomsburg, 81 to 72. Uh, Daniel McLean Corley led the way with 22 points. He had five rebounds as well as five assists. Uh, Carson Poffenberger, 17.6 boards as well. Uh, John Preston, 13 points. Um, he had three rebounds and five assists, then 16 points for Jared Robinson. Uh, Gerard Robinson, excuse me. He had five rebounds to go along with that as well. But uh, Shepard shooting, 55.8% in the first half fell to 36.8 in the second half. But uh or no, that's overall. Excuse me. I was wrong. Take that back. I read that wrong. 55.8 is what they shot from the field the entire game. They shot 36.8 from beyond the arc. But you shoot 53.85% in the first half, 57.69 in the second half. That's a great shooting day. You'll take that.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is a Bloomsburg team that is Owen 13. So, yeah. You know, not a whole lot to take away from it, and but you did what you were supposed to do, and you won the game 0-9 in conference play. Uh, so this has been a Bloomsburg team that's obviously struggled quite a bit. Uh, you found a way to win. It was probably a little bit closer than you'd like to see, but this team also has played some close games. It's not like they're getting blown out every single time they're on the court for Bloomsburg. So, um, you know, good win. You know, Lockhaven, I think, is a good comparison because it's a close close game that you played against a common opponent, and they won by 11. So, I mean, like, you win by 9. Uh, while Bloomsburg's only 13 you know, they've shown some potential at times. Um, and you found a way to get a win on the road, which is always tough to do, uh, especially in the peace sack for Shepard because usually they're making some pretty long trips. Um, so, you yeah, know, good win for the Rams. Uh, we'll see how they do this week when we get to be back on the call.
2: Yeah, East Stroudsburg's uh, Wednesday at 7.30-ish, but the, that'll be after the women play. But the women, they lost 37-76 to 76 on Saturday to Bloomsburg. Uh, the one positive thing out of this is we did see Sydney Boyle's return, only played 15 minutes, but went 2 of 6, 0 for 1. Um, she only had four points in the contest. But they did play a lot of players, but obviously they were getting shut out, or excuse me, blown out. Excuse me. But uh, Megan Shipley with 11 points, five points for Mertz, five points for Grant, five points for Naresha Miller. Uh, obviously, you're going to play most of your team there. But uh, that was not a good game considering Bloomsburg was 4 and 9 going into, or finish, is now 4 and, or no, they started the game 4 and 9. Then they went 5 and 9 after that.
4: Yeah, it's frustrating, uh, especially after, even though last week uh, the one game ended in a 20-point loss, they were competing and down by one in that game and actually almost at one point, I believe, led 46-45. coming back is a positive, so hopefully when she gets back to 100%, maybe this team can put everything together and we finally get to see the first win, but it still seems a long ways away, unfortunately. And just the point I wanted to bring up for the men's side of things for Shepard quickly, put them at 8-7. and They're now tied for third with conference record, but fifth overall because there's a tie for second and then a three-way tie for that third spot. So you're liking what they're doing, but it's still going to be tough trying to finally get to that playoff spot because it's – is it top four in each? I can't remember how they do the – Men's basketball,
3: I believe so. That's so sound familiar.
4: playing East Stroudsburg Wednesday's it tough. Fourteen and yeah, fourteen and one, eight and one in the conference, best record in the East, and second best in the entire conference behind undefeated IUP. So if you can compete, great, but it's going to be tough to get a win, especially when surprisingly Shepherd has struggled at home when it comes to men's basketball,
2: which is kind of surprising. Yeah, because it's the Butcher Center; their fans are there. Mm -hmm. all right well we'll have that action against east stroudsburg starting at 5 p.m with the pregame show on wednesday on tv 10 WRNR tv on youtube and then 5 30 tip between the women's teams and then at 7 30 ish the tip for the men's game but that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by our seniors home store not just an appliance store, any longer, cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and an operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more on the other side of this break. We'll uh, recap NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, I guess, for, or I guess, all but one game. We'll preview that a little bit more to, for tonight's game, Cowboys at Buccaneers. But we'll uh, preview or recap the uh, rest of those games, other five games, after this two-minute break. You're tuning in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Cowboy!
6: Or
1: at
6: OrCDs.com. Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. Bambi, mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilson Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body.
2: Heffley Motor Company, just off I-81 at 993 Hedgesville Road, is a family-owned and operated business providing the eastern panhandle with the highest quality pre-owned vehicles and customer service since 1997. Heffley is a pre-owned Carfax Advantage dealer. We're proud to be your partner serving the community. You're local, we're local, so why not buy local? Call us at 304-267-7172 or see us at 993 Hedgesville Road. And if you want to sell your car, we buy cars too. Check us out at Heffley.com. Heffley Motor Company, a nice place to do business.
6: Here's to the grown-ups. Your car is now your office, stage, nursery. Sorry, ensuring it shouldn't be a headache. Erie, number one in the nation for highest satisfaction with the auto insurance purchase experience six years in a row. And with Erie, you get your own independent agent, not a giant corporate call center or some online robot. You meet with a real person like this. Your local Erie agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance. Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com.
2: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. Happy to have you with us here as we'll recap NFL, the all but one game for NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll start with Game 1 on Saturday. Seahawks at the 49ers, and it was surprisingly close at halftime. Actually, the Seahawks were leading a last-second field goal, put them on top 17-16, to 16, and then uh, – uh, Kyle Shanahan must have gone in that locker room and lit a fire up.
3: As he should.
2: Because they blew him out in the end. second half and they won 41-23. to 23.
3: To be fair, though, I mean, it is a postseason game yeah. between division rivals, so, you know, those games do tend to be closer uh, than what you might expect on paper. And also, the 49ers were still starting, you know, a seventh-round Mr. Relevant quarterback So, in his first playoff game. So I think a lot of that... Leads to the game being closer maybe than people would have expected for the first half. But, I mean, San Francisco's defense ends up really stepping
2: up. Purdy has a good game. has a great Uh, game. 18 of 30, 332 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. I mean, what are they going to do? We'll pose this question later on. What are the 49ers going to do if they make a Super Bowl run?
3: I think a lot of – I mean – Obviously, if he you can the Super Bowl, you can't, you can't, can't go away no, from, him. from him. No,
4: you have to go with the hot hand. Probably. So a lot of it Even does though. have
3: to do with the fact that the 49ers have a great you know, players around him. Yes. Uh, McCaffrey, Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel comes back, and he provides us Kittle, sport. George Kittle, of course.
4: But he still has to get him the ball and be and consistent, it, and It's he also was.
3: a system that has proven to be beneficial for every quarterback to play in it. So a lot yeah. of that, I think does benefit Brock Purdy look at some of his mechanics they're a little bit off so um while he is playing at a great level I I love the story and I love what he's done if you think Trey Lance is more talented I think you could potentially go back to him in the future but uh obviously if Brock Purdy ends up winning the Super Bowl it's going to be his job Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see
2: we will have to wait and see, but 41-23, uh, to 23 the final there. Then this, the night game, the night cap on Saturday night. Uh, wow. The Jaguars make the comeback, the largest – is it the largest playoff comeback or the second, second, second largest, largest playoff, playoff the largest
3: comeback? ever was the 33 points that we saw broke in the regular season by the yeah. Vikings uh, when the Bills came back.
2: They came back from a 28-point deficit. They win 31-30. to 30. On the last second field goal, Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 288 yards, four touchdowns, but four picks. ETN, 20 carries, 109 yards. Um, And Nick said it on Friday. The Chargers lose. Staley's gone. He could be gone.
3: I think he has to be. I mean, it starts with the fact that you know, in week 18, they're playing essentially a meaningless game after the Ravens had lost to the Bengals. There's no way they were going to be lower than the five seed, um, and they obviously couldn't you know, take the division from Kansas City. So they have their star players still out there, and Mike Williams gets hurt, fractures his back, uh, and he is the toughest player to defend in the Chargers' wide receiver core. You know, a six-foot four wide receiver, he's pretty much unguardable. And then you don't have him in this game; it makes a huge difference for the Chargers. So you lose him. We knew heading in the Chargers are a one-dimensional football team. I think there's a lot of issues with them. Their offensive line play is not that great. So that led to this loss and, and just some poor decisions in the second in the second half by Staley as well. So uh, you know, give credit to Jacksonville and, and how Trevor Lawrence. Uh, really composed himself and helped get his team back into that ball game. But, you know, just a collapse by the Chargers, and I think it's enough that you have to move on from Brandon Staley, in my opinion, especially if you believe you can get Sean Payton.
4: Yeah, if Payton truly wants to go there and coach Herbert, I think you have to do it. But the fact that you blow a lead like that, you're up 27 nothing, dominate the – first half for majority that you allowed one touchdown late. And then in the second half, even after getting four receptions in the first half, winning the turnover battle five zero, you still don't have lengthy drive, just manage the clock and you let that one slip is unacceptable and really surprising because yeah, you didn't have Williams, but Alan Everett or, uh,
3: Eckler. Eckler. Eckler, yeah.
4: I almost said ETN, but that's the other D on the other side. So they had a great first half. I don't understand for the Chargers other than they just let it slip.
3: Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on a Saturday.
2: So that is a crazy stat, honestly.
3: Yeah, I mean he's arguably had one of the most impressive college football careers ever. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so not super surprising, and ETN, I believe as well, never lost since they were on the same team and uh, played in the same games. And I think the only loss they had while he was there on Saturday was the one game he missed due to COVID to Notre Dame. That's uh, like I think in, ETN might have been hurt. So yeah.
2: It's like in high school, Trace McSorley, I don't think, lost a Friday night game in high school. Nah. I think the I'm only, sure game, lot the only times he lost were in the state in championship.
3: If you're in the NFL and you're yeah. a quarterback in the NFL, yeah. you probably didn't lose too many high school football games. Probably.
2: No, yeah you're right but i mean that's that's just a crazy stat we move on to sunday for game one bills at Dol- or excuse me dolphins at bills uh 34 21 a lot closer than you wanted it to be but the bills get it done
3: yeah they found a way to win um skyler thompson i thought played pretty well gave them a great chance uh you know we knew miami it didn't seem like they would win this game and and probably had no shot, but the Dolphins do have one of the best offenses in the league. When you look at the talent around uh, whoever's playing quarterback with Waddle and Hill, uh, Gaseki's a solid tight end. So, you know, they have weapons that can make plays and step up, and I think we saw that a little bit in the game. And Buffalo, for whatever reason, just seems to – not, didn't have their best game and, and turns the ball over too much in this one, but still finds a way to win. So, uh, you know, Miami gave, gave a great effort, but the Bills obviously the more talented team. And, and if the Dolphins end up having Tua in that game, maybe they find a way to win. But who knows, that completely changes how the game's played. So
2: It really does.
3: It, it's a, it's surprising that it was that close, but, um, you know, the Bills did the most important thing, and that's survive in advance when you get to the playoffs
4: yeah the bills gave the dolphins every opportunity that they could to take that game and pull off a huge upset one of the arguably probably biggest upsets in nfl history if they would have been able to do so i don't remember a uh time in the playoffs or even regular season when a team's 13 and a half point favorites and they would have lost to a third string quarterback like that but they still were able to Get the win and the Dolphins, if there were just a little bit of fewer, you know, drop passes, things could have went the other way. But still, as you mentioned, uh, for that first game that we had, it's a division opponent. You play them already twice. This is the third time. So you're used to it and you're able to game plan during it. So I guess it wasn't as surprising as maybe everybody thought.
3: And that game was super long.
2: It was. Yes, it was. They had to they had to delay the start to the Giants Vikings games by Viking game by like 20, 25 20, minutes. Twenty five minutes. Just mm-hmm. crazy. Speaking of, I was of the, just
3: sitting there and I was like, yeah. "Why is this taking so
0: long?"
2: Yeah. Well, it's because they like when they stopped and they had injuries or they stopped. They went to like they sell more ads, so it's going to be longer right. anyway. Yeah. So they went to break it a lot of times. Teams
4: are throwing the ball a lot. So, yeah, you know, it was 4 p.m. throwing the, ball the fourth a lot. quarter was just starting.
2: Yeah. Uh, but the Giants-Vikings, the Giants come out on top 31-24. Not how I expected that to go. Uh, Daniel Jones had a heck of a game, 24-35, 301 yards through the air, two touchdowns, and he had 17 carries, 78 yards to lead all rushers in the game. Me and 379 total yards in the whole game, and that's huge. But the, the Giants come out and uh, they beat the uh 4:50 p.m. Kirk Cousins team.
3: Yeah, and uh you know, I, I'm undefeated so far on my wildcard weekend picks. Just want to throw that out there, but uh
2: 3 and 2, Colin I, 3 and 2.
3: Yep. But um the Giants, you know, it just se- it seemed like this Vikings team was going to lose in the first round for a very long time. Just how they are so inconsistent. Um you know late in the game there cousins throws that three yard pass on a fourth down and eight it just didn't make any sense um why that was the play caller or whatever i mean hawkinson has got to run a route to the marker you would think if that's where you're looking to go with the football i know he was under pressure so he kind of just had to get it out there but just a weird play there at the end and uh Daniel Jones shout out to him I think he saved his job moving forward I was kind of questionable if they would go with Him next year as their quarterback Or not but you look at How he played and really The Giants could end it without the Vikings even Having an opportunity if Darius Slayton makes That catch uh, when he was really Just wide open so You know kind of a lack Of weapons I mean the Giants receivers aren't The best but they've stepped up At times uh, but Saquon Barkley being back has really helped, and Brian Dable has just done a tremendous job uh, with that team. So, you know, the Giants found a way to win against the Vikings team. That's Their defense terrible, and that's really what held them back, I think, at times this season, as much as Kirk Cousins is going to get the blame. Yeah. Uh, Not
4: but- only a shout-out to Danny Dimes, but just a shout-out to the Giants franchise as a whole for never giving up on Daniel Jones, right? I mean, everybody in the media Fan bases, well, whatever you want to say. This was a make it a break. It's always year. like, why is he that starting quarterback for the past however many years he's been in the league?
2: Look, this was this
3: was He this finally
4: got break the shine year. in the playoffs and yeah. it, it paid off.
3: I think, too, they finally got him a coach that's been able to kind of fix some of the issues that you maybe had in the past You know, with Joe Judge and, and the other coaches that they've had in there. So. Dable's done a good job, and I think that's really helped. And also, Saquon being healthy for a full season. Yeah. Having him in the backfield takes a lot of the pressure off.
2: All right. Well, my thought there was this was his make-or-break-a-year under a new coach. They're going to decide. The coach was, was going to decide if he wanted to keep him or not. But obviously, I think he wants to keep him. Uh, we are... Running up on time, so we'll take a two-minute break now. When we come back, we'll recap the uh Buccaneers Bengals Ravens game and then preview the Bucks Cowboys game to wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix this is a show sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more back in two minutes.
6: Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths in the United States each year. But do you know the radon levels in your home? Home is a place to live, love, and laugh, not a place to breathe air containing radon. The Berkeley and Morgan County Health Departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits, and you can get yours at the Berkeley County Health Department office in Martinsburg and the Morgan County Health Department office in Berkeley Springs. Protect your home and family. Get your free radon test kit today. The future doesn't wait. Why should you? Blue Ridge Community and Technical College offers over 60 degree and certificate programs in education, IT, culinary arts, engineering, and so much more. Small class sizes, flexible schedules with evening and online classes, affordable tuition, plus financial aid is available to those who qualify. Now you can go to college. Visit us online at BlueRidgeCTC.edu. That's BlueRidgeCTC.edu. Stop waiting and enroll today.
2: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Monday, January 16th, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Marius Krippen, Prize Finance, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you for the next uh, four and a half minutes here as we wrap up this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll pick up where we left off. We'll move on now. Ravens, Bengals, Bengals come out on top 24 17 i know nick uh is a sad ravens fan today
3: yeah i mean like i said on friday i wasn't expecting them to win i thought they would cover which they were able to do but um the way the game played out it's obviously very disappointing because the ravens probably should have won the game Uh, you had two opportunities with in the ball inside the five yard line and you don't or you come away with three points. And obviously, you know, the Huntley play was weird. Uh, hardball claims that he was not supposed to jump over the line. I don't know. I kind of feel like a player wouldn't decide to do that without being told to. And if he thought that was the best decision, I mean, they were a whole yard away. So usually you're only going to jump over the line if you're, like, right on the goal line. Um, so weird decision there by Huntley I don't know who to believe but I mean this team is obviously you know they gave a great effort the defense I think played great um but moving forward there's a lot of question marks for this franchise what they want to do with their offensive coordinator what they want to do with their quarterback position um and obviously J.K. Dobbins has to get the ball more I mean he was very angry about that in the post game and he didn't get a single touch, or didn't get a carry, I should say. He did get a touch, obviously, on the touchdown, but he didn't get a carry there inside the five, and uh, he's your best offensive weapon at this point with, I mean, Andrew's kind of being limited with no real quarterback play. So the fact that he didn't get a touch, you know, they're throwing the ball to Pat Ricard in the flat, like, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't understand a lot of their play calls. Uh, from last night i haven't really understood them the last couple of weeks uh or more or more at this point so
2: why do you think greg roman gets let
3: go i think he has to but i mean hardball and him are so close that who knows but i think if it if it comes down to that you know you really got to make a decision more so on what's best for the team and not necessarily you know your friendship so
2: yeah
3: i I think they have a tough off season though, here coming up, and yeah. it's a tough loss.
2: Yeah, Cowboys, Buccaneers tonight take center stage. We'll have it for you from Westwood One's coverage beginning at 7.30, kickoff at 8.15. Cowboys are favored by three in this one, but how do you bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs?
4: Not only that, but he hasn't lost to Dallas before, right? So it makes yeah. it even tougher to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs, even though we said that last year, too, and he did end up – losing in the playoffs right it's so still hard get to bet super... against him no it's still hard I, I, i'm still picking tampa bay tonight so i am
3: as well i'm I think on they the, get the job's on at home i think the cowboys are more built to win in the postseason uh better running game than tampa bay uh, their defense is better and i know brady and the bucks looked good a couple of weeks ago against the panthers but the panthers are not as good as this Cowboys defense. Now the Cowboys have looked very similar to the Vikings, right? They're very kind of up and down, but they're coming off of a loss. I think and a poor performance, I think they'll come out, they'll play well and get the win against the Bucs. But it's not a pick where you have confidence, I think, in either team at this point based on what we've seen this season. I agree.
2: Winner of that game will go to the 49ers next Sunday, 6.30. The other matchup set next Sunday, 3 p.m. or this Sunday, 3 p.m. on CBS Bengals at Bills, Saturday games 4.30 on NBC, Jaguars at Chiefs, and at 8.15 on Fox, Giants at Eagles, so an NFC's matchup there. But that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix coming up here in about... uh An hour and 45 minutes. You can tune into Wizards uh, pregame action from the Wizards Radio Network with Dave Johnson as the Wizards take on the Warriors for their Martin Luther King Day game. And then tonight, 7.30, uh, NFL from Westwood 1 with a kickoff at 8.15. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.